Hey, welcome back to Restoration Matters. We have conversations around restoring relationships with God and others. I'm Nick Raymeyer, joined by Craig Thompson. Hey, Nick. Hey, Greg. Scott is still... Um, abroad. Abroad. We miss him. Yes, Scott. Very home. He's enjoying all kinds of cool things. Yes. He sends me pictures. He doesn't send me any pictures. Oh, I mean, he doesn't send me pictures. Oh, <laughs> All right, today we are talking about unintended traps unintended traps traps that we have unintentionally set up for ourselves and others yes yeah so craig why don't you tell us about these traps okay so when we're talking about unintended traps i think that the the easiest way to to think of this is that you have come to that agreement with the with the person on what needs to change and then you've said what's going to happen if it doesn't change. So you've got this consequence that's out there. So it's a it's a good intentioned um, preventative consequence to teach. Hey, this behavior yes begets negative things. We're going to put a consequence in place that we agree to, mm-hmm. so that we learn that we don't want to go down that road because there's a negative consequence. That's right. Okay. But the goal of a consequence isn't that we actually have to enforce that consequence right the goal is to prevent is is to prevent somebody from from going you know down a path that has become a habitual action and go in a new direction yeah it's like the classic like hey kids like if we you know there's an argument today there's no ice cream right right so our goal isn't to withhold the ice cream i mean maybe it is (laughs) Um, but, but our goal is not to actually have to enforce the consequence. Mm-hmm. The goal is to motivate the the change that we're needing to see for restoration to take place, right? And for for health to be achieved, right? Got it. So, it can feel like a trap, especially if the consequence is big. Mm-hmm. It can feel like a trap if that person continues to act out of habit. And does the thing that's supposed to trigger the consequence. Because now you're in this situation where you the consequence was supposed to prevent the 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 thing from happening, but it didn't. And so now you're trapped in having to decide if I'm gonna enforce the consequence or not. Yep. And what's what's the best thing to promote the change that we want to see? Because the goal wasn't to enforce the consequence, the goal was to promote the change. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work. And now I feel trapped. Yep. So avoiding that trap is is what we're going to talk about today. And I think that one key ingredient to avoiding that trap is taking an active role in the in the process of changing that behavior. So what I mean by that is that when let's take let's take um, the argument example. Okay, so if there's if there's an argument today, then no dessert. All right, that's a pretty low stakes example, great, yeah. which is great. So, as an if if you were taking an inactive role, then you you've outlined the consequence. The kids have agreed to it, and now now I'm going to step out of this process altogether. And we're going to see how the day's, day goes. And if there's no argument, we celebrate with dessert. If there is an argument, we lose it. 
and I'm, I'm a bystander. Well, I've just surrendered all of my influence to that situation. And I've left it all up to the yep. person's young children. I might as well be in the other room watching the day unfold on TV. <laughs> right? That's not what any coach in any sport would do. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't say, hey, good luck out there. Um, I'll, I'll be at the bar. Call me if you need something. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and so, so instead, they're right there on the sideline, yeah. right? The I still, I still, you know, think that the the caddy example is such a a good example because oh, here nice. these are are professional golfers. These guys are are you know just the best in the world, and and they still have a caddy who's whispering in their ear mm-hmm. and saying, you know, okay, think about got, this. You've got wind speed to consider. Yeah. You've got, you know, these, all these variables. Yeah. They should know that. Yeah. They're a pro golfer, Mm -hmm. you know, but they don't, or they, or they just need to be reminded. So, so if we just give up all of our influence and say, all right, good luck. Right. Or take a higher stakes example. You know, if you've got that, that example that we were talking about a couple episodes ago where, okay, you have to, you have to apply for five jobs by the end of this week or, I'm going to drive you to the local mission and you have to spend two days there before, before we can talk about you coming back. And then there's no exchanges between that moment and the deadline. Exactly. And that's where the trap comes in. Yes. Yes. So if there's no exchanges from that, let's say that conversation that happens on a Sunday, those five jobs have to have to be applied for by the following Sunday. And if it's not, then the, then the consequence is triggered if there's no conversation between conversation A and conversation B, then it's entirely up to that person, you know, to overcome months, years, however long of, of these habits that are, that are leading to bad outcomes. It's all up to them to figure out how to get from point A to point B. Right. Versus having a conversation A and then, on Monday, mm-hmm. Tuesday comes and it's like, Hey, how's it going? You know, yep. did you find anything today? Yeah. Any applications in? How'd it go? You know? And, and I think that the biggest reason that we don't want to do that, mm-hmm. what you just said mm-hmm. is because it feels like nagging mm. and people don't like to nag and people don't like to be nagged. Yes. Especially if say said person trying to find a job, is annoyed by you. Yes. And they're like, ugh. Yeah. You know, like, why are you asking me? Yes. You know, and it's like, well, you maintain your position in a steadfast manner. It's like, well, because this is important and I care and I love you. Yes. And it goes back to that commitment piece that if we say, all right, it's Sunday to Sunday, you've got, you've got these seven days to get to, to apply for five jobs. Then we can break that into smaller segments too and get permission. Can I, can I touch base with you about this tomorrow afternoon and just see where you're at? And if they say yes, great. Then now I'm not nagging you. I'm just doing what we agreed I was going to do. And I'm able to come in, you know, and say, all right, it's, it is Wednesday now. Hey, I'm checking in with you because it's Wednesday. You've got four days left. Just as a reminder of what we talked about, 
if those jobs aren't applied for by by Sunday of this week, it triggers this consequence. I don't want that to happen. I don't think you want that to happen. So I'm just checking in with you to see how I can help or to see where we're at. Yeah, or even lining out in the beginning of the commitment and accountability piece. Like, mm-hmm. hey, this looks like I'm going to check in with you every day between now and then. That's right. And so then it's expected. Yes. And then you can also avoid the kind of like surprise that you're asking about it. Yes, You know exactly. There's there's a built-in mechanism for for regular check-in. Right. So just to be clear, what you're not saying is that following through with consequences is a bad and negative thing. I'm definitely not saying that. Great. Yeah. What you are saying is that the point of the consequence is so that the consequence doesn't have to be experienced. That's right. And if we can get to the goal without having the consequence, that's a win. Absolutely. And if we can, and, but I think what you're also saying is if we do things in the way that a good coach should, like we've been talking about and that day comes reminders are happening throughout the week, you know, it's happening and then it doesn't happen. Here's the consequence. That's not necessarily a loss, right? Because the consequence can be helpful. So yes, uh, uh-huh. Uh, that's that's a really good point of saying that we want to be incredibly careful with the consequences that we that we agree to, right? Because if the consequence is unbearable for both sides, then then everyone is going to be motivated not to do that, not to follow through. Mm-hmm. So that's where we were talking about, you know, a couple weeks ago. If the consequence is you have to move out forever. And then that day comes, that's a really high, big consequence. And neither, neither side is going to say, all right, it's time to do this. It's probably an unhelpful consequence. Yeah. Because it, what it does is it no longer facilitates the relationship of the coach and the player any longer. Yeah. Because you have now moved players off the team. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a circumstance in which player gets kicked off the team. But I think what we're talking about here is multiple steps before then. Yeah, and and if if the player gets kicked off the team, I mean, this probably wouldn't happen in, in actual sports, but in in this example that we're talking about, if that sometimes that that you know big consequence does need to happen, but we we show them the pathway to to come back, right? So it's not this isn't this isn't a forever decision, but the decision to come back does lie within your control again. Yeah. Their control. Yes. So, you know, the situation that we hear about a lot is, okay, well, I told my son, he has to move out of the house. He moved out of the house. I thought that that would motivate him to find a job. He didn't find a job. Now he doesn't have any money. Now he's, he's, you know, contacting me saying he doesn't have enough food to eat. So that, that is an example of a consequence was an unintended trap. Yes. Because, because it didn't achieve what you wanted it to. That's right. And instead it foiled your plan altogether. And now you're in a spot where you're like, I don't even know what to do now. Like, how do I get them back? You feel completely trapped. Exactly. And and so what we're saying in, in that moment is to is to build a pathway to A, avoid the trap to begin with, right? We don't want this trap. That the consequence should be should be reasonable and it should be strong enough to deter the bad habit, but, but also not, um, not permanent. 
Mm-hmm. So, so the example that we've been given, been using over the last few weeks is if you haven't applied for five jobs, because applying for those jobs is within his control. Actually getting the job isn't in his control. It's in the control of the manager who's hiring for the position. So therefore the goal is apply for jobs, not get a job. That's right. So apply for five jobs. Okay. So he doesn't do, if you don't do that, then we're going to get in the car. I'm going to drive you to the mission. I'm going to give you $20 and you're going to, you have to spend at least one night or whatever it is, two nights away. And then if you are ready to apply for a job, you can come back into the house you can you can stay the night, but you need to be applying for one job every day this week, or what you know, yeah, whatever it is. There's a pathway back, so that it's not just indefinite. You have to move out, right? Period. And it's very very clear that the responsibility lies on what is actually achievable. That's right. Like it is actually within that person's capabilities to apply for a job, not right. To get the job. That's right. Because that's circumstantial and they can't control that. Yeah. Yeah. And bearing in mind that in that period of time, especially if if we're talking about big change from ingrained habits, that is going to feel like the, 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 it's going to be easy for one or even both sides to feel like he's never going to do it. And with that mindset, it's probably not going to happen. With that mindset, you're not going to have conversation A. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have conversation A, but then you won't have any conversations in between conversation B. That's right. And and you, as the person who's trying to promote the healthy change, probably is much more aware of that clock and that time frame. And you, you you have a clear vision. You know, we've talked about this before that when guys come to the ranch, they often say that they feel like they're in a fog. Okay, well, you might not be in a fog, but but the person, you know, that whether it's your son or, or grandson or friend or whoever it is, they might feel like they're in a fog. And so if you're not in a fog, it seems really obvious what needs to happen. But for somebody who's walking around in fog, they can't see 10 feet in front of them. And so you're watching the week go by and you're going, well, I know that it's now Monday. And he hasn't done anything. I know that it's now Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, on and on. He hasn't done anything. Sunday's coming. But you don't want to nag. And so you, you're you trying to stand back and, and let them do this on their own. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. Now it's Sunday night. He didn't do it. And now I feel trapped. It's an unintended trap. Yeah. It's crazy how much I think that happened. We all do that. Yeah. You know. In wanting to help, whether it's with their kids or, you know, friends, loved ones, and yes. wanting to help get them on a healthy, successful path. Yeah. It's so easy for us to be like, okay, watch it now. Yep. I'm expecting you to do it. Yeah. But then you're just setting, you're, it, it's really setting them up for failure. Yeah. Because the chances are, because they've so habituated themselves going down that path, mm-hmm. that they're probably going to do it again. And so what the plan actually needs to be is what we're talking about is like, no, Okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to be checking in with them. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be checking in because Monday is the deadline. Yeah. I'm going to be checking in because I want them to do it. Yes. You know? And then the day of, I'll even be like, hey, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Have you applied for any jobs? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the answer is like, uh, no. I'm like, okay, well, today's the day. I would really suggest going to apply for those jobs because as we talked about, the result of not applying for jobs today is going to be X, Y, Z. Exactly. And so even on the day, the deadline in the last few hours, you were giving them the pathway to success. That's right. Instead of just being a spectator, Mm -hmm. you're being a coach. Yeah. A, A really, really good coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because a coach, I mean, think about a basketball team, a coach in a, in a high pressure moment, Oh man, he's calling. He got three timeouts left. He's yes. gonna use all three timeouts. Yes, for the last three plays. Yes, and make sure that everyone's on the same page. This is the play that needs to happen so we can win. Yes, and if that you can't pass the ball to that guy, pass it back and he's gonna shoot. Yes, yeah. He, the coach doesn't say, "I'll meet you in the locker room after the game." Good luck, boys. Yeah, girls, whoever's playing. Yeah, you know, um, the coach says exactly what you just said. Timeout. Everybody, get over here. Mm-hmm. We need to be on the same page here. Yep. New things have popped up and we've got to address it. And that says something about the coach's motivation as well is that he wants to win. Yes. Him and the players want the same thing. Yeah. And the coach isn't going to say, okay, we've been here before and we've choked every time. So yeah, go get them. Go get them. But, you know, yeah, probably not. The coach is saying, I believe in you. We've run this play. You know what to do. You have what it takes. Get out there and show it, right? Mm-hmm. It's time. Now's the time. And, you know, to go back to the golf caddy analogy, I, I don't ever watch golf, so hopefully I'm not getting this sure totally make wrong. make it sound like you do. Yeah. But, um, but the golf caddy never says, give me the club, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just give it to me. <laughs> I'll do it. You imagine saying that to Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the golf caddy... I mean, his success is riding on that player as well, right? Yeah. So he's wrapped up in this just as much as the player, just as much as the golfer. And and yet the caddy knows knows his responsibility versus the golfer's responsibility. And he knows that my job is to just is to be what that golfer needs in that moment without being the golfer exactly now there's what we're talking about with these coaches and these and these caddies and these you know other influencers in this situation these those relationships are built on trust and so so building trust into a relationship that needs restoration is really hard we've got i think we have several episodes on that in the in you know months ago but but that is, I think, the, the thing that can interfere with this. And that's why going back just a few episodes to that, to that coach or prison guard mentality is so important of saying, if, if I'm a coach, we agree on the goal. We, we share the desire for the same outcome. If we don't share the desire for that same outcome, then we're, we're going in different directions and I'm trying to pull you along down a road that you don't want to go. Yep. And that, that's not uh, going to end well most of the time. Yeah. So just to recap this whole idea of unintended traps, a big way to, to avoid these unintended traps 
is to build in regular communication throughout the week or throughout the the time period and to and to be very aware of how we are communicating in those moments what is our tone what is our what are the words that we're using are we communicating that that we believe that they have they have it within their power and their and their ability to make the choice that's going to lead to health that they can do this yeah and that you want them you're on the same page and you're their biggest coach yes and in the heat of the moment it's so tempting in the heat of the moment to say all right well now it's your time to shine trip and fall or win the day this is completely up to you yeah it's the difference between a spectator coach and an engaged on the sideline coach yeah yeah and so we are advocating that as much as you can and and as much as that relationship will allow to be the one on the sideline cheering for him and in those high stakes moment call timeout and come back you know we were just talking about this as as it related to a situation at the ranch where where we wanted we wanted a student to to do something that we had agreed that he would do in this situation like this and to call time out and to say, okay, remember, this is what we talked about. This is it. This is the perfect opportunity for you to put into practice what you agreed to do. I, I know you can do that. I believe in you. I want you to make that choice right now. What are you going to do? Is so much different than saying, okay, Let's watch and see. Oh, he's not going in a good direction. I hope he turns it around. Yeah, he didn't turn it around. Dang it. Yeah. Right? Yep. And now we're in this trap. Yeah. But to call time out in that moment and to say, hey, huddle up. Let's review the play. Let's review what we agreed to. Let's review what we drilled. Okay. Are you ready to get out there and do it? Let's see it. Let's get after it. Yeah. And you're going to have to be okay with being seen as a nag. You know, because that may happen. Mm-hmm. And if that's a small price to pay. Yeah. You know? Well, and and just, I mean, clarifying. Yeah. Hey, I'm not trying to be a nag. If you feel like I'm a nag, I can, I can back off. Yeah. I'm saying this because I care about you. I love you. I want you to succeed. We agreed on what we're going to do. And my job is to, is to coach and, and encourage and help you get there. Yep. Yeah. You know, so just reframing that, even kind of anticipating the objection, you say that a lot, Nick, you know, and I love that. Anticipate the objection mm-hmm. where, oh, they're going to think I'm a nag. Okay. Anticipate that and call it out. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably going to think I'm nagging you right now. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to nag you. I'm trying to help you win. Mm-hmm. I don't want to drive you to the mission on Sunday night. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want that consequence. I don't want that outcome. And so I love you and care enough about you that maybe you're going to think I'm a nag right now but here's what I'm really wanting to do that's so good really wanting to help you right now yep man is that hard to do especially in a relationship that is highly emotional that has a lot of history of of volatility that where trust is not a strong foundation and that's why we want to encourage you every week to keep at it Every single deposit that you make into that into that trust bank account is is worth it. And so, think through some of these things, and and if you have questions on them, or if, if there's anything you think we can do to help, um, please reach out to us over email. 
can reach us at podcast at rocksideranch.org. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help in any way that we can. We hope this episode's been encouraging for you, and we hope to see you next week on Restoration Matters.